Ready? Yup. I got. Say <laughs> you lowering your voice again. Yup. 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 I'm Fatina. <laughs> and I'm Mackenzie. Just kidding. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Mackenzie. And I'm Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to do something different. <laughs> Just let me live. That was great, yeah. If you guys would be so kind, if you could go and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be ever so grateful to you. Hey, murder lovers. Just a gentle warning. This one does get graphic. So if you're in the car with your kids... This is not the episode for you. This is not it. No. I'm going to tell you a murder story today that is crazy. You start to sing more when you've been drinking. (laughs) That's part of the colorful part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Got it. So this one is also in theme with the holidays. I didn't mean it to be, but the dates turn out to be that. Should we just do all holiday theme from here? I think that's what we're. I think that's what's happening because people apparently want to kill each other during the holidays. Actually. I would have to call my brother to find this out for sure. But I feel like the holidays are like like this time of year because I'm trying to remember. um, Like tensions are high. Is he on shift right now? Um, (laughs) Phone a friend. (laughs) Jordan. (laughs) Um, Because if I remember right, I feel like it was because the days get shorter, nights get longer. People have the seasonal depression that they're dealing with. And particularly in communities where, like, they deal with um, snow and stuff like that. Mm. Like, not what we get here in Portland, but it, like, keeps them trapped inside or whatever. Cabin fever. Yeah. So they get restless and seasonal depression, restlessness, alcohol, and then spending too much time with people that drive you crazy. It's like, tick, 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 tick. It's Change Change Your Podcast. (laughs) And then you find yourself on an episode. Go outside, people. Build a Get snowman. Some sunshine. Build a snowman if you're trapped inside. <laughs> go in separate rooms. Go go watch go watch some movies. Go watch some documentaries. <laughs> Albeit murder ones, but whatever. Yeah. Go, go do something. Don't actually go kill your family. I mean. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it once, I'll say it again. Families are complicated. <laughs> Take it out on the turkey. Take it out on the, I don't know, Christmas ham. But don't take Take it out out on on a tree. You got to go cut down one for Christmas. That's a really good stress breaker. You want to use a saw? You have a hankering for it? Go cut down the tree. (laughs) Go get something to eat by yourself. (laughs) Go stuff your face and then go take a long nap. But not so long you don't wake up. Go sit in a bathtub for an hour. That's what I do when I need to be by myself. I'm like in the bathtub with my phone propped up watching something. About murder. Sometimes. Probably. <laughs> Sometimes. Right now I'm watching Boy Meets World. Oh. Because Disney my mom told me that too. I needed to make sure that I'm putting happy things into my head while mm. also doing this. And so I've been watching a lot of Boy Meets World. And I'm going to, I'm telling you, 13-year-old Corey Matthews, he's got some wise <laughs> moments, okay? Mr. Feeney, thank you for guiding me through a really difficult time right now. Again. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I've been binge-watching Simpsons from season one. I know you have, ever oh. since I gave you my Disney Plus account. I love it. <laughs> I'm 
I'm nine-year-old me again. Yeah. That's how I feel about Boy Meets I World. I love it. And then to balance that out, come listen to us. <laughs> after yeah. you're done watching a little too much Disney+. Plus. All right. Hit me. So, this is the story of the Alexander family. Eventually leads up to the holidays. And this is a family that is originally from Hamburg, Germany. And the family, the dad, his name is Frank Alexander, his wife is Dagmar, and they become disciples of a very select group in Germany that follow the teachings of a man named George, I believe it's Riel. I don't know exactly how to pronounce okay. it. It's R-I-E-H-L-E. If you know how to pronounce it, hit me up. So he it almost sounds like Riley. Maybe Riley. Maybe Riley. That'll be easier for me to remember. So, so Riley. So he they follow his teachings. They're for all intents and purposes, it looks like a cult to me. They believe that there are a group of people that are saved by God and that are free of Satan's control, and that everyone who isn't part of their group is going. To be an instrument to the devil. So these people, okay. right off the bat, red flags. Yeah, they're I was gonna crazy. Say, warning. <laughs> right. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> drink the wine, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do communion. So the father, Frank Alexander, he follows this man. And, and they, the wife and him are, you know, people that are following his every word. And they, they go to his meetings and... They live life by his teachings. And the father eventually ends up being the person who, during Riley's last days, is nursing him and helping him, you know, die comfortably. When Riley dies, Frank Alexander appoints himself the new leader of this sect. Mm. So he... Not necessarily a democracy there, huh? <laughs> nope. He says, I am it. He has passed the torch down to me. I'm going to do what he was doing and keep it going. Okay. His wife never questions this because already she's, you know, following this group's ideas to a team. So they are now, he's the leader of this group and they have children while in Germany. They have their oldest, Marina. They have a set of twins, Sabine and Petra. And... Harold, of the only boy. When the boy is born, the father tells Dogmar he is the chosen one, the new prophet. So, oh, based boy. on what they believe, whoever is the chosen one and whoever is, you know, the new prophet, whatever they say goes. Point blank, period. No one's going to question what they're saying needs to happen. The whole group of members, and mind you, it never got past more than a couple hundred. It's a very small group. Mm -hmm. They all were at the ready that if the chosen one were ever to say, go purge on people who are not part of our group, they were willing to do it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I've never seen the purge, but I've always wanted whoa. to because the concept is really interesting to me. But I don't like scary movies. I, I know the irony of the year, <laughs> but I, 
like documentaries, fine. Mm -hmm. Serial killers reading about it, cool. Saw? No, thank you. I'm I, I'm busy. I have plans. <laughs> I will be somewhere else. Yeah. I'm so sorry. My phone died. I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> traffic. <laughs> Actually, believable. Traffic was not what I expected, even though it's been like this every day for all my life. You couldn't start watching it without me. Yeah. So they I've were already ready. seen it. Yeah. So The Purge is a crazy movie. Yeah. But. They, but that's what they were. That's, that's what, what they were, were willing to do. To do. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I did not mention when this was taking place. So this was in late 1960s. Oh, okay. Okay. So. They were ready to, they were ready to kill at the drop of a hat for seemingly no reason. No reason other than this person who's saying they are the chosen one mm -hmm. is saying to do so. Also, I wouldn't believe anyone's the chosen one unless I put a glass of water in front of them and they turn into wine. So. <laughs> you and your wine today. <laughs> oh yeah? Prove it. <laughs> If I'm not drunk, it's not true. <laughs> if this isn't turned into a glass of rosé right now. You are not him. <laughs> so, I would say life goes on as normal, but for them, it kind of did. They... It was their normal. And up until Harold, the kid, the boy, got to be in his teenage years. And I'm sure hormones had a little bit to play in this. Harold, when he was... About 13, 14, he was telling everyone that he was getting word from God that he needed to have a sexual relationship with his sisters. Ew, when he was how old? 13. And that he needed to have a sexual relationship with his mom. And that if they were to go and venture out into the world and have sex with anyone else... They would be unpure, and they would be doing Satan's work. Oh, yeah, that's what's unpure. Yeah. Ooh. It gets worse, of course. So not only was he having sex with his sisters and his mom. Oh, they were actually doing this? Yes. Ew. <sighs> I thought it was just tossed out as a congestion at this no, point. No, no, no. Because everything that this kid said, Had they to go. believed as... Word from God. Holy smokes. I'm... What kind of mother? What kind of sisters? None of them fought it. None of them. Ew. The dad joined in. Oh my God. Oh God. Ugh. So as he's having sexual relations with his sisters or with his mother, the dad would join in for sure with the mother and for sure with one of the sisters. Oh my gosh. And no one ever questioned him. This is disgusting. So while they were in Germany, the neighbor said that a lot of the times the dad would be playing the organ and an organ is loud. Uh -huh. So they would hear the organ nonstop. And it wasn't until they got wind that he was having a sexual relationship with his sister and his mom, well, and his dad, that they were ostracizing them and they wanted to get out and there was also a legal persecution of them because of the ancestral relationships. So they moved out of Germany. So they moved to Spain trying to evade that. 
course. So, weird fucking people. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's so They ugh. have such insane views on, on Christianity, but on how they're living their lives. So, because they think it's normal and they want to continue doing this, they move out to Spain where they can do this on their own. The dad was a stonemason, so he did a lot of freelance type of work, and they bought some land in Spain, and they had a an apartment in the city, so they could all go to their day jobs. The twins, Sabine and Petra, were house cleaners for people in the town. Maids so they, or maids, something. Yeah. yeah. And at this point, they're 15 when they moved in 1970. So they lived a you know really quiet life in, in Spain. No one really knew much about them. The only thing that they noticed again was the organ playing at all hours, day and night. They, they would just be singing gospel songs or songs from the church all day and night. Hmm. And this is where left turn, there's no going back. So on December 22nd, 1970, the son, Harold, said that his mom gave him a weird look. That he thought was satanic. Oh no. Yeah. So he reached into one of their closets and got a wooden hanger and hit her upside the head. Ugh. How old is he at this point? 16. This is why you were looking at all the dates and writing yeah. down all these things. <laughs> See, because I knew you were going to ask me. Ask me yeah. <laughs> so he's 16 at this point, and he grabs a wooden hanger because his mom gave him, I don't know, a side eye or something, and hit her upside the head 72 times. Com- just While all this is happening, the dad is playing the organ. He knows that this is happening because this is happening in the living room. The dad is playing the organ in the living room. The mom never fought back because she knew that the chosen one was sending her to heaven. The the older sister, Marina, and one of the twins, Petra, was, they were up in one of the rooms upstairs. They heard all of this happening. They heard the mother wailing, just out of pain, but not from telling her no, telling him no. And they didn't do anything about it. They knew that they were next. Oh, this family is just... So the dad continued to play the organ. And then the son went upstairs, Harold went upstairs, and did the same thing to his sister Marina and to his sister Petra. They didn't even... Because they were ready to die whenever it was needed. Whenever the chosen one said it was time to go. They weren't going to fight it. They knew it was coming. They did nothing about it. So the father, the only time that he stopped playing the organ was to help him mutilate the bodies. So some of the, they, this part is so weird. So with their razor, like their shaving razor. It's like razor. a straight edge, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. They cut off the boobs of all the girls and the mom. 
and then nailed them to the wall. Oh, oh. They cut off their genitals. Oh. Nailed them to the wall. Oh. And they cut up the mom. They disemboweled her and took out her heart, tied it on a string, nailed it up on the wall. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. The only reason that they said that they were doing that and doing very specific body parts, it was because it was their impurity and they were unpure. Oh, they're unpure. Yeah. And the heart for the mom, for the same reason that her heart was unpure. Okay. Yeah. If you're keeping track, who has been killed at this point is the mom, the older sister Marina, and one of the twins, Petra. So the other twin was, at the time, at her employer's house, because she was, she was a housemaid. The dad and the son showed up to his house, knocked on the door, and, of course, Sabine opened the door because she's the housemaid. And they were covered in what the owner of the house thought was just dirt. Like dried up dirt. And the father and the son said to Sabine, quote, Sabine, we're here to tell you because we thought you'd ought to know. Your mother and your sisters are dead. It was the killing hour. It was the killing hour? Yeah. Because it was the time that the chosen one had chosen. The son, Harold, saw over Sabine's shoulder that the owner of the house was there and was looking at them like, what the fuck did you just say? And he goes, oh, sir, please don't be shocked. We, we killed our mother and my sisters because it was their time to die. And the guy at the door, the owner of the house, was like, just wait right there. I'm going to go call the police. <laughs> Can you Time out. <clears throat> Hold. And BRB <laughs> and the balls of these men, well, not men, but the the father and the son, they stayed there. Did the guy and say that he was police. gonna? Go- yes, no, he told them stay there. I'm gonna go call the police. Oh, and he did. While he's doing this, Sabine grabs her father's bloody hand, puts it against her cheek, and says, "I understand, father. I know it was their time to go." It's so fucking weird. Oh. It's All like, of this is like what? there's a lot of really innocent victims in this situation, but at the same time, it's like they're all accepting of it. Yeah. It's very strange, right? So, and I found this. I will say this. I found this while I was looking for the last episode's consensual homicide. Oh, okay. Because so they're has a little they're bit not necessarily consensual, but they are complacent in it. Right? Yeah. They're like, we know what's gonna happen. Let it happen. So, the police showed up right away, and well, yeah. they went to their house. They had not, I mean, the stuff, the body parts were nailed on the wall, so there was no hiding everything. Ugh. There was nothing to hide. They didn't try to get away with murder or anything. I can't imagine responding to that. And they took him into custody, and right away, they were very nonchalant telling the officers what they had done and why they had done it. So there was never any a, a chase or anything. They they were straightforward from the beginning, saying, "Here's what we did. It here we go." Yeah, they legitimately thought that they were in the right. Yeah, it almost reminds me of yeah, little Mansony. 
you know, they're religious and follow one person saying, I don't know, it's weird. So the daughter, Sabine, the, the survivor, one of the twins, obviously her father and her mother are not there anymore. She was sent off to a monastery to, to continue to be at. So she wasn't, um, she wasn't old enough to, you know, be let go and do whatever. So they sent right. her off to a monastery. The father and the son were obviously Arrested. not fit to, tr- no, not mentally fit to provide. Oh, they went with the insanity plea. They did. So they put them both in insane asylums. And were they there forever? Yeah. They passed oh. away there. So Spain calls this the, the murder of the century. That's their murder of the century, of course, because who the... Ooh. It's Ew. so weird. That's so bizarre. That's so... Ugh. Yeah, they didn't try to get away with it. That's They're really freaky. So sociopath and psychopathic. They're just... Sick. This is what we did. And then obviously the the owner of the house that Sabine was working at then realized, holy shit, no, that's not dirt. It's blood. Like, that has to be blood yeah. all over them. And it had to have been a couple of hours if they were, it was dried blood. Well, yeah, because then they're working on their whole dismemberment thing. That's got to be a little time consuming. That's, isn't that weird, though? The whole I mean, the whole thing, thing is weird. Is weird. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm struggling with their, their the, thinking. The family bonding stuff. Ugh. Yeah. Ew. And they thought this was okay. They were all okay with it. No one ever put up a fight about it. Ew. No one ever questioned it. They thought they, they did, I don't know, they were living their happy lives as was, but. Makes me ill. Yeah. Okay. So, to circle back, go find something better to do (laughs) during the holidays if you're not in your family. (laughs) Good God, stay home this year if you can't handle it. (laughs) That's the story I wanted to tell you about because I, it hasn't gotten a lot of attention and. If they're calling it the murder of the century, well, it's probably it's probably more popular over in Spain. Yeah, I guess a lot of the articles that I did read were in Spanish, and luckily I speak Spanish, so it was nice to to get a lot of the details through there. I will say, and, and I will give some credit where it's due to the Sinister Sisters on Facebook. They also did a good job at researching this, and I got some details from their post. Albeit from 2016, but they did a good job researching it. So, good. yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a big case in 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 Spain. And one of the pictures from there, because they did go to trial, but it was obviously through trial they find out they were not fit for it mentally. But one of the pictures of the boy, he is giving you the epitome of crazy eyes. So, I will try and find it here. He has handcuffs on, but he, he's either getting up or resisting. It looks really weird, but his crazy eyes? Whew! Man. Ooh. It's fucking crazy eyes to the max. Like he's, this kid. Yeah. He's so little. He's 16. Oh, I'd like to slap him. Okay, he doesn't look normal. The father looks normal, but also we know that he's not normal. Thanks for listening. Don't kill your family. No. (laughs) No, stay home this year. Don't rip any hearts out. Please.
If you guys have any more terrifying things that'll make me ill to my stomach, you can leave us suggestions, questions, comments, and concerns by emailing us at a stranger danger podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at a stranger danger podcast. Facebook is stranger danger colon a true crime podcast. And Twitter is SD true crime pod. That's the one. Yeah. That is it. That is it. Thanks, murder lovers. Thank you so much for listening. All right. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Bye.